Hi everybody, I'm KL Kettle and welcome to episode 14 of the Book Chain Project. This week Louise Gooding is interviewing Danielle Brown who is an MBE, a Paralympian and writer and uh, I found this interview when I watched it live, one of the most surprising and wonderful interviews that we've had. So I really hope you enjoy it. Uh, Danielle, I will come to at the end who she's interviewing next week. But before we go into the interview, let me remind you that we are accepting submissions for series two of the Book Chain Project. If you'd like to be a part of this interview series and you are a published author or are going to be published next year, that's in 2022, then do get in touch. Go to www.klkettle.com. I'll put it down here um, and in the link text um, to the episode. Uh, then you can see what uh, you need to know to apply if you are indie or self-published. We do have room for some indie or self-published writers, so apply. We can't take everybody, but we would love to hear from you if you're interested. Uh, so without further ado, I'm going to hand you over to Louise and to Danielle. Bye. One, so well <laughs> I know first time round too yay <laughs> and my storms moved on so just pre-warning oh, storm just blew in so if there's any loud noises apologies for that so hello and um, welcome to episode 14 of the book chain um, I'm Louise Gooding I'm the author of just like me 40 neurologically and physically diverse people who broke stereotypes. Um, just quickly, this interview is recorded live for YouTube, so I'm afraid to say we won't be able to take any questions throughout the interview, and we'll try our best to avoid any spoilers, but I guess, spoiler alert, non-fiction doesn't tend to have many spoilers. Um, <laughs> so that's some news for everyone there. Um, so... Um, last week I was interviewed by the lovely Anna Bowles and tonight I turn from interviewee uh, to interviewer and on that note I want to welcome the lovely Danielle Brown MBE um, who will be telling us a little about her brilliant non-fiction middle grade book Run Like a Girl. I, I cheated to make a mock-up. Oh. it off. <laughs> got one too. <laughs> You've got it. I haven't. I Thank you so much for sending me um, uh, a look at it anyways I've enjoyed reading it uh, but please tell us about yourself yes yeah, so my background isn't writing at all it's actually sport and I enjoyed a very successful career as a Paralympic and able-bodied athlete so um, yeah I mean I suppose before that um, sport was never my dream growing up growing up uh, never the goal Actually, from the age of four, I've always wanted to be a writer. So I eventually, eventually got there after taking so many detours along the way. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, because I mean, I, when you read about you, it's like you know, Danielle Brown, children's author, double Paralympic gold medalist, first disabled athlete to represent England at football league championship, international speaker, inclusion champion. There's so much about you, which is brilliant and that you bring to bring to the table as a children's writer. So that's that's brilliant. Um, so what inspired you then to start writing? Because obviously you said you wanted to be a writer um, and then went into ath ath you know, athletics. Um, but what inspired you to pick up the pen again, so to speak? 
Well, to be fair, I've never stopped. So I've always made up stories and I, I've always written as well. And I, I, I loved writing all the way through my teenage years, all the way through being an athlete. You know, it was great escapism. And I wrote some really rubbish stuff, you know. It was terrible, <laughs> but it was just, it, I enjoyed it. So not a waste of time. It was my me time. But um, I think every time I wrote something, I got better. I learned from it and, and sort of grew uh, until yeah, eventually ended up falling down the non-fiction route where I just um, just sort of engaged with that really, really well. Yeah, I mean, obviously I do non-fiction too, so I, I understand where you come from. I mean, is there much of a difference between uh, a pen and a bow? I mean, really, <laughs> it's about hitting your target, I guess, and finding the your aim and where you're going. So I guess there's a, a link there for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly and do you know what? I always say I I copy and paste a lot of what I did in sport into whatever I'm doing now so I think a lot of the soft skills a lot of the transferable skills um sport was fantastic at teaching you those and yeah I just uh, even though it's completely different now I I do sort of take a lot of the mentality over which is great yeah well, that's brilliant well you said you know you've always had an interest in writing and I mean, as you said, your stories, was the nonfiction lurking there? Was it something that you thought I really, as you said, you know, you fell in love with it, but was it something you thought you would ever have an interest in or were you hoping beforehand to write maybe novels and fiction? Like what was your, what was your original dream? Yeah, I love a good novel. And you know, I still think there is one in me. Um, I, I, I'm sure I will get round to it one day. But yeah, I sort of love the um, epic fantasies. I love crime, um, really sort of thrillers, those kind of things. So I love reading them. And I guess sort of writing, I've, I've mainly like dabbled in some of the fantasy stuff before. But um, yeah, children's nonfiction, completely different, isn't it? And just seem to get on with that so well. And how to, because the finding the processes, as we, I mean, talked to um, Anna last week, the the process, as you just said, is, is so different because, you know, it's picking, it's picking a bit and, and, and discovering a bit here and discovering a bit there. And there's so much um, to explore, I think, with nonfiction. So it's kind of a new adventure in itself, especially if you like mm -hmm. fantasy is a, an epic adventure. It's in its own right. Um, of an adventure of its own I think so <laughs> yeah 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 so I'm gonna go back to run like a girl um mm -hmm. I quickly I'm gonna read a very brief intro unless you read it do you want to read the run like a girl uh, bit oh no I'll let you do that I'll let you do that go I love this even begin with this book pulls you in it's brilliant it's you run like a girl if you ever hear those words, it's time to smile and put on your game face. Stand a little taller and a little prouder. They are right. You are strong and brave and fierce like a girl. You are ambitious and resilient and tough like a girl. You can run like a girl, catch like a girl and throw like a girl. You can dream like a girl and win like a girl. These words, I have to say, I just, I was like, yes, love this. Um, these words just felt like they came from your heart at a place of obviously experience and something that was something you're really passionate about and there's so much passion and strength just within these like these opening lines and obviously it's carried through from the rest um, of, of your book and the story it's just a really empowering start to 
what is obviously going to be an amazing book uh, and an incredible collection of stories. So, yeah, I mean, that obviously, I'm guessing, does come from a place of experience for you, these these beginning words. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I remember, you know, when I was I was training uh, on the GB team and some of, you know, my male colleagues would say if they were doing really badly, they're like, oh, I'm shooting like a girl. And it's just like, well, hang on a minute. I'm beating you, you know, and not because you're shooting rubbish. Um, so it, it was always used as an insult, you know, as if women are inferior to, to men. And actually, um, I it, it's rubbish, you know, it, it is a load of rubbish. And I just think we really need to change that stereotype because if somebody isn't doing well, it, it, you know, often that badge, that brand, like a girl, is portrayed in such a negative way. And actually women do some really incredible things, particularly on the sporting side. You know, I, I know generally do wonderful things, but sports, obviously my background, and, and we see some amazing, amazing women out there but their stories just don't get told. And I, I just really wanted to redefine that catchphrase that just gets overused so much. Yeah, and it's brilliant, as you say. I mean, sports are carrying, you know, carry through for all women. There's, there's women's um, competition in, in various um, sports. And it was wonderful. I was watching the football the other day and I was like, there's a female commentator. And my husband was like, yes, they've been on for a while now. But that was just so exciting because I was like, this is brilliant for girls to see women um that they can look up to and presenting like a girl and talking to about football like a girl and being amazing and I was like so you're coming from yes bringing sports in and 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 talking about it I think it's really important especially yeah for girls who are used to maybe seeing more of a male representation when we talk about sports so I think it's brilliant so you choose 50 different athletes with 50 different stories and from around the world too which is I, I know this, it must have been a really fun thing to dive into. Um, I love doing it myself, so it was really fun. Um, and I know that choosing who to put in the book and who you have to leave out is so, so, so tough. Um, what aided you in making those decisions? Yeah, it, it really was hard. Um, very, very tough. First of all, I wanted good role models. So, you know, if I... There were some amazing ones out there, but um, I, I was looking at this brilliant um, Brazilian judo player, for example. She she came from uh, the slums of Rio, but she failed a drugs test. So, you know, not making the cut. Um, so, so it was all about good role models who, who could provide um, that um, those sort of really important character driven um, lessons, really. So that that was that was important. But really, I wanted a variety of different sports. I wanted a variety of different backgrounds. And I wanted a variety of different stories. Because I, I think if you did 50 stories where it was all about people going to the Olympics and coming away with gold, I, I think that that would get very boring very quickly. You know, not that there aren't amazing stories out there. But it was yeah. just too steamy. So yeah, I I went uh, looking for for different stories. I wanted adventure sports. I wanted disability sports. I wanted um, sort of the the team sport element side of it. I wanted all about overcoming adversity and some really minority sports as well. So yeah, it was it was so tough, uh, but really inspiring doing all the research. Yeah, because I mean, I have to say when I when I picked up and I was like fifty different sports I have to say I sat there and was like 
do I even know 50 different sports? I'm probably sure everyone will probably sit there. And if you're everyone that is at home watching this, sit there and actually try and think of 50. And you actually, once you look at the book, you're like, oh, these are all like, I know these. Um, there are probably some there as well, which maybe girls might not have considered or thought about. I mean, I mean, even with my girls, if they don't watch the Olympics, they're not going to know what chop putt is, you know, or they're, you know, if they're not at school doing these things. Um, so there must be a really great way of actually even beyond the stories, just introducing sports which girls may have not even considered. Is that something you wanted to put out there? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I, I did archery. Um, so, you know, very minority sport in, in itself. I didn't realise growing up that archery existed outside of medieval history or fairy stories. So I, you know, did, did not know it was an actual sport. And it wasn't until I happened to meet somebody on the school bus who did it. Mm. And I, I developed a disability at this point. I was struggling to, to run. I was struggling to walk about. So a lot of the sports that I'd engaged with when, when I was younger, a lot of the sports that I did at school, I couldn't do. And I thought, hey, maybe I could try that. Uh, and so, yeah, there are so many different sports out there. But unless, as you say, unless you try it at school or happen to see it on TV, you're not necessarily aware of them. Yeah. And I think it's a shame because there's so many, you know, great things out there. So, I mean, maybe archery had a, a boost with the whole Hunger Games. I'm sure there was a little bit of, you know, many, many kids out there going, I'm going to I'm going to do that. My own daughter was the same and, and tried to take up archery. And I went with her and did the whole, I've got weird elbows, so they... I, the first time I tried el uh, archery, my elbow completely got bruised. You probably know that. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was just this great big purple bruise on my arm. Everybody watch your elbows when you ar try archery. Um, but it's, you know, it was great. And, you know, she, she just practices out the back. And we haven't got with sharp um, anything because I, this is my household. Some, an accident will happen. But, you know, you know, it's just fun to see them explore things but you know it was something that it came from books and you know with your book when you look inside it it's more than just you know yeah the hunger game it's it's a whole array of amazing sports which i think girls will connect to and you know skateboarding is on the front cover as well and again that's a very male represented um sport and girls love it you know i have again girls that love skateboarding so i think it's really great that you've covered so many um, but what were your favourite sports to cover? What were the ones that you read, apart from archery, of course? Um, what were the ones you were like, I need these to be seen and talk about these and showcase these amazing sports? Oh, see, now, it wasn't necessarily the sport, but I think it was more the person. So, um, like, yeah, I mean, to be honest, like, archery, I, I, I wanted to get that across. Um, jousting, I thought, was cool, you know. I'd love to give that a go, you know, that, that was it. But for me, it was more than that. It was more the personality. So um, for, I, I wanted to really portray, as I say, a different range of, of things. But what really got me or, or, or what, what really inspired me was the overcoming adversity bit. Because, yeah. you know, we, we always experience challenges. It doesn't matter, matter what it is. So, so for example hockey I, I you know it's brilliant I love speaking to hockey players not my favorite thing to watch you know it's, it's uh, watch it if it's going but it's not something I religiously follow but just reading and and researching Kate Richardson Walsh's story about how she competed in London with a broken jaw and a, a metal place 
plate uh, in her face after undergoing an operation. I was just like, wow, you know, sort of how, how gritty and tough uh, and determined that is. So, so for me, it was more, it was more about the person and that, that story rather than, than the sport. And I, I think it's, the, it is the people that bring it to life, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And as you say, there's always there's always extra bits that you can find. I mean, talking about that, you briefly mentioned, obviously, there's one person that you had to unfortunately leave out um, or, you know, earlier in your research. But there were, I mean, obviously, you're having to whittle it down to 50. And I guess as you are a sports person, you probably know a lot of sports people. <laughs> and it's choosing those 50. And it's were there any of the people that you thought, oh, I wish there was a bit more space, can we make it 55 or 60? You know, <laughs> or is that that just means there's room for book two? I mean, was there anyone you thought, you know, who, I wish there was some space or you felt like a little saddened? Because I had this with mine. So it's totally... <laughs> yeah yeah no I did I did I I could have kept going um I could have just kept doing it and doing it and I'd have just have sort of a gigantic book uh which yeah would not not feasible um I think there are so many deserving athletes out there and I I just had to to rein myself in um in terms of and and again you know it gets it gets even tougher doesn't it because we've got Tokyo this year so we're going to see some um more amazing talent amazing stories you know so cause i mean i use the the fantastic example of, of rio with um nikki hamblin who you know is just amazing and, and the whole concept of kindness in sport so um yeah I'm, I'm sure in tokyo we'll see some fantastic things as well so there'll be some more amazing people but yeah it, it was it was so tough to narrow down and yeah i feel I, not just bad felt missing people out but missing sports out because I, I couldn't I couldn't include um all the sports that I wanted to either yeah so, yeah it is tough I mean yeah I was the same you know it's like you know 14 you sit there and go like and then afterwards you're like oh but I wanted to do this about that and oh you know and sometimes it's even afterwards when you you look at it and you go oh I forgot to talk about this and there's this late you know this oh but I mean, I keep joking. There's, there's then space for us to consider book two. <laughs> book two. Then we can keep talking about it because people are going to still be doing say, amazing things. Time's going to mm. move on. New things to talk about and new achievements to unlock and, and, and discover, which is brilliant. Um, obviously, again, you literally covered an amazing, diverse group of voices in this book. Like, you know, as I said, people from around the world. So how important is it to you to have that diverse representation, especially in children's books? Hugely important. Um, I think one of, one of the most amazing things about being an elite athlete was getting to travel the world. And I grew so much as a person just by visiting other countries, experiencing other cultures and really immersing yourself into that. Uh, and meeting people from those countries you know talking to them learning about them so so for me understanding those backgrounds I, I just think it opens your mind I think that it it helps us um become more relatable you know I I think sort of particularly over here you, you can sadly quite see a them and us mentality and, and and seeing people as being very different but, but really, I, I think that there's so much about humanity that connects us and just understanding those those personal stories 
whilst putting in that flavour of the, the cultural background that they grew up in, it is really, really important just as part of that learning process. Yeah, and obviously as well, like, you know, being inclusive of, of disability, obviously from being a Paralympic um, athlete yourself, it's very important to to show that, you know, it, there you know there's there's not so much limits you know that you've got that again on the cover i look you know you've got you know the the surfer we have simone biles adhd team adhd and i i, <laughs> I, I love her she's brilliant she's in my book oh, as well so. yes so, yeah she, sure and i love her as well because yeah I, I know we both wrote the chapter on simone um <laughs> and they're so different aren't they because and, yeah. You know, you could write an entire book about her and just trying to narrow it down into one chapter. It's just, it's just amazing. And yeah, yeah. I, I love reading your chapter about her. And yeah, they were so different. But it's so hard. You're fitting someone's life story into like 600 words, which is something people probably don't understand, you know, with the nonfiction side. It's so hard. You're like, you want to, you want to talk and celebrate all their achievements. And then you're like, oh, I've written like, 2,000 words and it's going to be 500. Yay! Um, and, and it's trying to put that across, isn't it, with all of these stories. And, you know, and I said, but you, for you, you've really done an amazing job of bringing in, um, you know, not just not just cultural um, differences, but, you know, even such, you know, physical and neurological, which obviously for me is something that I'm passionate about because I did with my book. But, you know, it's, it's great that kids can see that and see it's not just, you know, not just a such able-bodied, um, but it's people from all over the world with all different backgrounds uh, who are all just doing amazing things like a girl. Um, it's great. I think it's really something to celebrate. So that was brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> so I'll just ask some more questions. Um, I, yeah, I did say about the sports was really difficult for me just to work out like what I actually knew. I did actually quiz some of my kids and say, do you know about this sport? I realized, because obviously where we are, this is the why it works as well internationally, I guess, because the sport that we have available in Switzerland will be different um, mm. even to in England or what they have access to. And I think that's a really important thing. Is this book going international? So that's my question. Is it? Is it going? Um, it's definitely going to the US. So, okay. um, yep, we've we've got a US release date in September. At the minute, I don't know any further than that. So, fingers, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Well, they can always. I think you can always order things from Waterstones. They ship it. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. By the book. Um, so. Um, so as an athlete as yourself, have you actually met and worked with a lot of the people you've included in your book or were some of them you've not worked with? So uh, a lot of them I have met, um, oh. quite a few of them I had, but what I did was I, I reached out to everybody on my list to see if I could get them to check the chapter because, you know, as, uh, as an athlete, I got uh, some media attention. I got uh, so many things that were written about me that weren't correct, even mm. though I did the interview. And, yeah, it, it wasn't good. And I think one of the big ones, actually, to be fair, I, I can't blame the local paper for this. It was entirely my mum's fault. But after... <laughs> no, it really was. It really was. Uh, after I won gold in Beijing the local paper rang my mum up and said, can I interview you? My mum didn't really know what to say. I was like, okay. And said, why did Danielle start archery? And mum's like, oh, I don't know. I think she had an obsession with Lord of the Rings. 
and it followed me for four years like I could not get rid of it it was like printed so many times so I was just so mindful of that so I you know reached out to um to everybody just to check their chapter make sure they were they were super happy with it didn't manage to contact all of them but I I got sort of a real good chunk but um yeah I I, I have met as well have met and knew some of the athletes um in there but always great to meet new people too exactly because it's really fun started talking because we connected obviously because of our projects sort of lined up quite well and both having books out this year and you even knew like some of the people in my book who and I was like oh and you just and it's lovely who you have these little connections with and everyone kind of joins up and and you know it's nice to be able to I suppose work with or get to know the people as well sometimes it doesn't work sometimes you can't connect with um, because of time differences or busy lifestyles but it's always lovely when you can connect with the people yeah. especially writing about so that's really lovely um what's your favorite part about being a published author oh it, it's so tough because i you know as i sort of mentioned at the beginning my passion really is the writing but i love that that's sort of my my me time and I I managed to like get the first draft done in in three months, you know, on top of all my other projects, just because I was so inspired and um, you know just doing all the reading and the research and 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 the writing. It was it, it was really really fun, but yeah, I don't know, just getting the book, seeing it in come to life and 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 seeing it out there is just really really special. So yeah, uh, yeah it. And you mentioned the research. I mean, how long? I mean, I know obviously how long it, it took me. And I was I, I asked this last week about how it's so easy to get lost down a rabbit hole when you're researching someone. Um, how long did it take you to? Was this an idea you've had for a long while to do this book? How long was your was your research, and and how long was this book a project of of yours? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. It it kind of just came to me because I. I do quite a bit in the corporate sector, particularly uh, looking at helping women, uh, empowering them and, and looking at barriers. And I always find it amazing. There, there are so many barriers out there, but there are also a lot of self-imposed barriers. And, and I truly believe that a lot of these self-imposed barriers come from childhood and the messages that actually start from before we're born. So I, I was just looking at this and thinking how can we break down some of these barriers thought hey children's book um i thought you know just really trying to portray that as i said smash that barrier like a girl just completely change it turn it to a positive instead of a negative and and really redefine or well, i say redefine people, women are actually doing this so it's not redefining anything but it's just making people aware of it isn't it that, changing, you know, sort of, changing yeah. so so i yeah absolutely I was hiding underneath my printout of the book I don't have yet, but it is on order. It's coming as soon as it's out. Because when does it come out again? It's in a few weeks now, isn't it? It was, it was, unfortunately. Oh. Um, yeah, we've had uh, a bit of bad news this week that uh, it's stuck on a ship. So it's it's on the way. But I think the COVID, yeah, COVID slowed everything down, unfortunately. So uh, it'd probably be a month a month's delay, which is... Uh, Ah, but you know it is what it is isn't it i mean this is what it's sorted you've got the real copy it will sort of look like this but underneath is the one i do have ah because <laughs> ah, <cool>. <laughs> you have another book quickly and i think you should just quickly explain this because this is this is again another great book 
building on changing the narrative and, and being confident and being your best self, which I love. And do you want to just tell everyone about your be your best self quickly? Because it's an amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, actually, I can't take credit for the idea of this. It was my co-author um, who came up with the idea. Uh, and my co-author, I met him when he was seven years old. So uh, yeah, I was speaking at an event about what it takes to be the best in the world. And he asked whether I had written a book for children about whether they could be the best they could be. And I said, I hadn't. When he said, could we write one together? And, you know, it was so amazing. Yeah, I know, I know. And I, you know, a lot of, I, I do a lot of work around soft skills about, you know, as you said, the confidence, the resilience, that the, the mindset type of thing. But one of the things that I'm so keen on, on trying to push and encourage is saying yes to opportunities, because I, I just think that's so, so important. But the reality is that there aren't always opportunities to say yes to. And I think I was so amazed with, with Nathan at seven years old when he was trying to create an opportunity for himself. So, you know, I think if, if people are doing that, you, you've really got to encourage them. So, of course, I said yes. And the rest is history. Well, it's brilliant. And I think if people are going to and I'm going to we're going to get to this in a minute when they order, obviously, run like a girl. I think they need the co-companion um you know be your best self because i think it's a brilliant and obviously you know for nathan i'm sure that's great as well because his his dream is 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 coming alive so i will yeah i'm plugging that one for you as well because i own that it's a... <laughs> so what is next then we're going to round up quickly what is next for you is there other things in in motion are you considering other projects or are you diving back into some sort of sporting world what's happening next <laughs> oh crikey yeah um you about that question. yeah life. i know i know um yes so i do have some projects um currently in progress but you know writing i'm not allowed to speak about them um which which is really frustrating is it? i i know you'll probably find this as well um yeah you've got so many exciting things and yeah, all, all I can say is just watch this space because um, yeah, I've got some news hopefully coming shortly and then some longer burning projects too. Perfect, that's amazing. So the most important question is where can people pick up a copy of your book or books if they're going to do what I said earlier and get the other one as well? <laughs> super, super. Yeah, I mean, all major bookstores uh, sell it uh, with... Run Like a Girl is on my website, daniellebrowns.co.uk. And I've also got the opportunity there to gift copies as well, because one of the things I'm I'm so keen about is, is about creating those opportunities. And I'm just so mindful that there are so many disadvantaged children out there that, that don't have books. So um, I'm you know, trying to do what I can in my own little way to plug that gap. That's brilliant. That's lovely. Well, that's amazing. And obviously, you've just answered what I was going to ask, end on as well and just say, where do, who do you want to see reading your book? Just answered that more or less, you know, the, <laughs> which is yeah, brilliant. Yeah. So hopefully schools and libraries pick this up because I think it's an amazing book um, for kids, not necessarily just girls. We'll put that one out there. I think I think it's good for even boys to discover um, the amazing sports just in this book and the amazing people. Um, so I would say that it's it's great for across the board. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you want to say before we end tonight's book project? You're interviewing who next week? 
Oh, I'm interviewing Bryony Pierce. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I can't believe that half an hour has gone by so quickly. So yeah. I've like skipped through them, but it's fine. Sorry, guys. Book chain's only half an hour. Um, but anyways, <laughs> thank you so much. And we didn't have much storm disturbance. And thank you to everyone who's joined us this evening. And do remember um, to follow Danielle's Instagram because next week she'll be going live and continuing the book chain. So I guess we've got to do that awkward wave now as we <laughs> lock off. <laughs> I love this so much. Anyways, thank you guys for joining us and good night. Bye. She's facing zombies, ghosts, witches and hellhounds with nothing but her wits and a talking cat. It's a bad day for Ivy. Raising Hell by Bryony Pierce, out June 2021. everybody welcome to part part two i can't even say that part two behind the scenes um of the book chain thank you danielle for joining me again for this sort of behind the scenes chit chat um i have to break, make sure i can bring up those questions i was going to ask you earlier because i sent you some <laughs> some <laughs> random quick fire questions um do you feel ready for it Yep, let's go, let's go. Let's go. I'm going to have to see if I can find it now because it's one of those things, you know what it's like, you get it all ready and then, <laughs> and, then you, and then you don't have it ready. So A million tabs, yeah, no, I know that. It's, it's in my brain and in real life. It's a real thing. <laughs> um, so could you name one new hobby that you would like to try or master? So I have actually set myself uh, a world record challenge, scuba diving, and I've never done it before. So that is, um, we're hopefully, hopefully going to be doing that by the end of the year. So yeah, I'm, I'm hopefully learning how to scuba dive. So that'll be my okay. new hobby. So what is the world record challenge going to be? Oh, yeah. It's not, it's, it's not the, the furthest a Danielle Brown has ever scuba dived. It's not like that specific. It's an actual... <laughs> Well, I suppose that would be a record. That could be a record. Be a PB. Um, no, it's the largest team of disabled people to scuba dive in the open sea. Oh, wow. That's so, amazing. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Excited, a little bit, a little bit nervous. Um, I think just because I've never done it before. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. And, and on the water theme, I, I just ordered a paddle board as well. So I don't think I'll be doing that standing up. Yeah. Um, my balance is rubbish, but I'll be trying kneeling down uh, paddle boarding as well. Well, hopefully you get some good weather for that because that's 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 a must. I mean, maybe a long shot in England wanting the good weather, but we can see. Yeah. <laughs> um, the last three books you've read. Mm. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember now. I've been um, I've read Brian's book, Raising Hell, which is I'm looking forward to interviewing her all about that. Um, I reread Butterfly, which was or is Yusra Mardini's autobiography, and it is just amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, and I'm currently halfway through um, Blood of Ravens. I think that's what it's called. I'm going to be in trouble for that. Uh, no, I, it's a brilliant uh, fantasy novel that's written by Ol Olympian Jen McIntosh. So I'm really enjoying that at the minute. But uh, yeah, and I'm really hoping I got the title right. 
I hate I hate this when you have to think about titles that you've actually um books have been you've been reading but I mean mine I'm just getting into kids books at the moment I keep trying to read adult books but it's it's falling a bit behind at the moment so I think my last three would be um good news um which has just come out by Rashmi I'm terrible I will apologize to her I've forgotten her surname. I forget everyone. I, I mean, I call my children one, two, and three. So, like, it's not it's no offense to. I, I, the other book I've read is the Soup Project. I don't even know that author. This is what you'll see with me. I know his name's Ben. <laughs> this is my problem when I name things. I'm like Ben, who wrote the Soup Movement? Rashmi, who wrote this? And then I think the other one was I actually I know this is the Louis Theroux's Got to get through this. I had, oh. a bit of, I had a bit of a crush on him many years ago and I was determined <laughs> to read this book because I was like, it sounds, he had such an amazing journey with, with all his strange interviews. And I guess it's that mm. nonfiction, you know, what we do, it's that nonfiction edge of sort of seeing people's lives and, and delving into them. So there was a real like connection with that for me. So yeah, mm. have you read them yourself? Mm. I haven't I haven't no but it's definitely on my um my reading list but yeah and and don't I completely get it I I think you know people say you're either good at names or faces and I'm rubbish at both I'm I'm yeah I just about know faces but I mean you're you're lucky if you know I remember anybody's name or anything I've got the titles right I hope so that that's that's hope for me somewhere (laughs) um a very important question because obviously it's an, it's very related to being an author. Favourite type of cake? <laughs> Lemon drizzle all the way. Okay. And yeah. do you make it yourself? Or is oh, it- yeah, absolutely. I um, I love cooking and I love baking. Oh, and I even love growing stuff to cook as well in the garden. So, yeah, um, good fun, good fun. How about you? Favourite cake? Do you know what? I... I like a bit of Battenberg, but I think it's just because I can't buy it here and I have to actually physically make it. So I've just, I've done it a few times and it's not the same. So I crave Battenberg quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that Battenberg's quite difficult to make. Yeah, yeah, no, my my, my partner, um, he's a Kiwi and he'd never, never seen or heard or tasted Battenberg before. So yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a must. I mean, I said I've tried it, but it's still not the same. <laughs> um so you've lost your favorite bookmark what are you going to use instead what's normally your go-to everybody uses all sorts of things or do you crease the edges are people going to boo and hiss you and they hear you crease edges of the book over oh I know I I yeah my mom um honestly she thinks I'm so weird because all my books are so pristine but in terms of bookmarks yeah I'll probably get booed and hissed and and whatever because I use anything and everything I've used coffee mugs as uh bookmarks I've used my phone I get anything that's going whatever's whatever's convenient I just stuff it in but yeah don't do the creasing I have to admit I've I've probably had a new low here of I really couldn't find a bookmark and I was halfway through and like was on those emergency situations and I probably used one of my children's socks I don't even know if it was clean um (laughs) but that's a new low there's some news for people Louise has used a sock that she wasn't sure was clean you know so coffee mugs are probably (laughs) that's not something I do as a regular I need to point that out that's not (laughs) fair enough fair enough (laughs) 
Yeah. You get what I am here. It's just there's no yeah. holding back. It's fine. Go for <laughs> it's it. Life. It's life. Exactly. <laughs> um, favorite children's book growing up? Not Lord of the Rings, I'm assuming. <laughs> well, I did love that. I did love that. But oh, <laughs> do you know what? Um, has to be Song of the Lioness Quartet okay. by Tamora Pierce. Um, so I I love that all about lady knights. So may, maybe sort of where I got my archery inspiration from. Um, subconsciously, I don't know. But I just loved it. Strong female character. I, I think, again, growing up, um so what was that I growing up sort of late 90s early 2000s you didn't really see that too much in books did you that really strong female character and I was just I loved it the adventure that the fantasy um yeah brilliant oh, I don't, I've never read it I've never heard of that one so you'll have to send me a dm with that because I'll, I'll, I'll forget it will be out of my mind by the time we finish but please do send that because that sounds amazing uh my favorite was um was i'm trying to think now sorry one second i have to press we're gonna pause this because kitty can do this i've just had someone appear uh child appear (laughs) luckily kitty can edit this this is the editable one yes um okay i'll be there in a minute okay just child not sleeping Kitty's getting all the background knowledge of me. Um, Children not sleeping. I'll be there in a minute. Thank you. Love you. (laughs) Kitty, edit that bit out. (laughs) Anyway, so my my favourite book was um, Animals of Farthing Wood. That was a classic. I don't know if you ever read that. Yeah, and I used to love the. I, I never watched much TV growing up, um, but yeah, that was one of the ones I love watching on TV. Although, yeah, it did used to make me cry. Yeah, and I think it's. I was trying to explain um, a while ago that it's still actually really relevant today. I think as a book, you know, because it's all about deforestation and and animals trying to find a new home for themselves. So I think it's actually a really a classic that's kind of carried forward really well and actually fits with a lot of kids who are really interested in um you know the world and and um climate really so i i, st- I think it's still brilliant it's a massive book i think we had it when we were younger in smaller bite-sized chunks yeah and now it's a really big fat book and it's like that's quite daunting i quite like the little mini chapters so yeah <laughs> oh cool. uh, yeah still still a favorite Colin Dan I know his name because yeah Colin Dan was a favorite there you go I know someone's name someone's name there <laughs> we got a win we got a win <laughs> um really random question just because bit of a nerd in this house um Star Trek or Star Wars gotta be Star Trek oh that's although, good although I you know what I would I would ship both of those and go for Stargate I watched that yonks ago. Oh, it's so good. It was so good. I mean, hold on. I don't remember everyone said, but there was a Daniel in that one. There was, there was. I know, I think, I know a name. There we go. It's amazing. Magical. But yeah, that was a really good series. But yeah, I think if I had to choose, I would be Star Trek, but definitely Voyager. Yes, yes, yes. Voyager. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe my eldest is called Catherine. Totally nothing oh. to do with that. Maybe it is, but shh. <laughs> yeah I loved it I think again it was the whole thing of having a strong female character and you just didn't see it It was like I mean we had they had them in other um obviously Star Treks but they were never obviously the captain 
So it was having this strong female and the actress is just phenomenal. She did such a great job. And I just, I could, I could watch Voyager again and again. It's a brilliant series. Yeah, I, no, I love that. I love that. I, 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 same reason. Yeah. I just love the humor. The just the way she comes across. Yeah. Super. Yeah. It's that sarkiness and like just no nonsense and brilliant. Love her. Have you seen the new one? Discovery. Yes. Yeah. I love yeah, it. I, I have. I was re- I, I really enjoyed that actually. Um it's different. Not so much, but yeah, the, the the first two fantastic. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah, I think they're really interesting the way they've they've done it. And I always I think every every series they put a new spin on it, which makes it brilliant. So yeah, good, good answer, Star Trek. Um milkshakes or smoothies? Ah, I like both. I like both. You know, do you know what though? I, I think um I'd probably be suckered down the milkshake route. Um, you know, I, I kind of feel the smoothie. I've got to do that to be healthy. But I was going to say, as the athlete in you says, have a smoothie. I know. Yeah. It's just <laughs> years of training, years of training, go for the fruit option. But <laughs> Oh, dear. Yeah. I have to say, like, when, when we lived in England many years ago, it was they had like milkshake bars and you could get like a Snickers milkshake or a Mars bar milkshake and I was just like I was thinking the other day when I wrote this question to you I was like I don't think my kids have ever experienced any of that because they just don't have milkshake bars um here so my kids have never experienced that I'll have to go and get some Snicker bars and <laughs> make them but yeah not the same um you might have answered this earlier with your new sport or your new hobby but swimming wise is it pool lake or sea Oh, actually, do you know I'll go with lake. Okay, lake. Yeah, I um, I did a five k open water swim in a lake a couple of years ago, and I loved it. I'd I'd love to do more. I I don't feel comfortable doing open water on my own, just because um, my legs can cramp up a little bit. So yeah, I always like to to do it with somebody, which has just been really tough the last uh year and a bit but uh hopefully now we're opening up I'll be able to do a bit more of that oh well yes hopefully so we've got lots of nice lakes to go swimming in here but I'm I'm definitely a pool person I don't like cold water I can't do cold so I'm like one of these spoiled people of like what's the temperature is it (laughs) is it above a certain point yeah I don't I mean we've got beautiful lakes and you've probably seen on my Instagram or something you know but Mm. I love we have that and and my kids jump in and I'm just like don't swim away because then I'd have to get in and I don't really want to get (laughs) but yeah it's probably more of a pool I'm probably a bit spoiled and need a pool because it needs to be a certain temperature but they're 24 degrees here at the moment which is the the temperature of a average British indoor pool I think to be fair I go there full wetsuit I have wetsuit socks because my feet get really cold I've got wetsuit gloves and all I need now sort of a a good sort of hat really you're you're prepared you're very good then you're obviously not like me you just (laughs) not prepared so I'm going to quickly ask is there anything before we finish that you'd want to tell people about your book is there any is there a message that you want to put out there is there something that we didn't cover that you would love people to know about your book and why it's important to you? Um, I Yeah, I think really, we kind of touched on it. I think I, I wrote it just because I think role models are so important. And I, I think because I, I always consider myself to be really privileged that the fact that I have done sport 
one of one of yeah greatest joys um, in life is going into schools and engaging with young people and just sharing the stories. And you know, you get to hear back about what impact that story has had, mm-hmm. and just being able to write and and put other people's stories across in a really exciting way and 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 get them across you know sort of those really important messages that that kids need for me it's just it's just so important and I, I love it I love it so yeah I'm I really do hope people are as inspired reading it as I was writing it because it was just so much fun to do and as you say you know some kids will you know maybe don't have access to the sporting facilities you know some schools I think struggle with having the sporting facilities so children don't get an introduction um, to some of the things you said you've covered in this book and and just beyond that just to talk about it will have the opportunity to explore different things so I think it's a really great way of having books beyond you know the amazing people and the things that they're doing just introducing and talking to kids about what's out there and hopefully it'd be great you know obviously as you say you know you you would like to get some books out there to to kids maybe who don't have have the resources to get the books uh, maybe don't have the resources to get out and do sports but actually you can still introduce them to uh, this wonderful world which is out there which hopefully they do discover and get the opportunity to find for themselves later i hope so mm-hmm. that would be a nice fingers crossed um yeah so that's wonderful thank you so much and we've done a little bit of behind the scenes um and yeah it's been lovely to interview you thank you so much thank you thank you you've been really really great interviewer it's been um it's been fantastic it's just been nice having a chat it's been as you say we've people who don't know we've been talking on twitter for how long now nine months maybe yeah, I think so. Yes, it was, it was sometime last year, I think. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah. so been talking for a while and exchanging the similarities of our books and people that you know and people that I've written about but not didn't get to speak to. And it's like, oh, you know people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and it's funny, as I say, you know, and you mentioned, you know, oh, Matt, you know, Matt Stutzman, who's in my book, mm-hmm. and you were at the Paralympics with him. So, yeah, oh, he's amazing. Yeah, we've done a few competitions together. Um, a really, a, a genuinely nice guy as well. Hmm. So, um, yeah, it's um, obviously what he what he does is amazing. But I think, yeah, more importantly, he's so humble and and just just really nice. Yeah, I think. I mean, you find this. You know, I think there's always this worry of people. You're thinking, oh, you know, that people just seem sort of like a bit distant, like you can't reach out sometimes. But everyone's actually just people, just getting on with the world, and actually really approachable and lovely. It's just their passions that they're following, and they've made a success with that. So it's it's nice that you know you can reach out. But it's great. I had today someone telling me that um, just a random person who who met up with me earlier and said that every time they have read someone in Just Like Me, um, they've gone on their line and Googled that person and and watched, like, you know, maybe watch videos or watch them talk or or actually gone and, and looked into, like, these people, you know, like Greta Thunberg doing stuff. And um, I think, funny enough, they mentioned that they watched... Uh, yeah it was probably I think Matt Stutzman's doing you know doing some training or a video and and then they watched like Nikosi Johnson's speech and I'm hoping people will do this with your book and actually who are these people and 
expand and, and, and see these people in action because that's a really great thing that you can do. We're chatting on here. We're not meant to be starting to say goodbye, but... <laughs> it's, know, it's good, it's good, yeah. Because I, I think that is important, isn't it? That I suppose when it comes to role models, for me, it's it's about real role models so and, and I suppose I was kind of alluding to that and the, the other the other bit about you know when, when you were asking me about how did you pick them and what was it and yes yeah, so it, it obviously being good good character but but having that sort of realness about them that yeah. you can sort of then go and look at them and actually that they sort of do operate in in that way I think it's so important yeah I think it's yeah it's it's just nice that the kids are getting to see different people doing different things and it's just yeah opening up that conversation I will round up and just stop recording for now because <laughs> it is we can continue this all night um but I will press stop press stop on the recording and hopefully um everyone's enjoying the behind the scenes bit um so I will just press stop and I'll say goodbye to everyone but not to you because we can talk on people don't need to hear us talking on so <laughs> I will say goodbye to everyone else listening anyway. So thank you for joining for the behind the scenes. Hi, everybody. I hope you really enjoyed that interview. Uh, Danielle is uh, a fantastic individual. And I really look forward to what she's writing next. Uh, she will be interviewing next week Bryony Pierce, who is a very established YA author and has even moved over into writing for adults uh, recently. So she's a great person to hear from. She will be interview interviewed next week by Daniel Brown. So that's Bryony Pierce next week. I will see you then. Bye for now. <laughs>